Sheriff Ozzy Knezovich talks with community leaders about issues in the public safety arena. Sponsored by River Ridge Hardware. Welcome to the Sheriff's Report. This is Sheriff Ozzy Knezovich. And today we have a really special guest on the show with us today. Sheriff Mark Lamb from Pinnell County, Arizona. And, you know, Sheriff, you've had a, a pretty tough go over the last few months, probably the last year, with uh, things that are coming over the border. Things that, uh, you know, between fentanyl, illegal immigrants, and a lot of crime that's associated with that. Why don't you give folks a little bit of idea about your background, a little bit about you, and we'll start talking about some of these issues. No, I appreciate it, Sheriff. Thanks for having me on. Uh, you know, I never thought about being in law enforcement. It wasn't until late in my 30s, early 30s, that I decided to do a ride along with a neighbor. And one night I was hooked, came home the next morning, told my wife, hey, I'm gonna be a cop. Uh, and so I, I've loved it ever since. I've, I've really taken it to heart. I believe that uh, the men and women who put on this badge every day are, are heroes in our communities and they deserve the respect that, uh, that they probably don't get as often as they should. Uh, and I love, the, uh, I love the, the fact that we're able to be sheriffs in this country. I think that this is a special position where we're elected by the people, for the people. And uh, it's been an honor to serve the, the community and I love going out and about doing what I can. And so uh, I think it's the American way and I love America and it gives me an opportunity to protect her. You know, you, you mentioned the office of sheriff and here in Washington, we're a little bit uh, under attack because one of our counties just voted to go away from an elected sheriff to an appointed sheriff, which basically gave the politicians their total control of law enforcement in King County, Washington. And I don't think people really realize the importance of having that elected sheriff, that, that title elected, because that means the people are in control. They're the ones that control that office. If they don't like what we're doing, every four years we get a job performance evaluation and they can tell us, not, you're not cutting it, you're gone. And I really think that, the, that having that type of control for the public, for a community, is vital when it comes to public safety because we saw last summer what happens when politicians decide they're not going to take care of business they're not going to protect their communities. And here in Seattle, you know, they gave away nine city blocks to a group of terrorists. That's, their elected officials over in Seattle did that. So, and every sheriff in the state of Washington was like, how could that happen and how do we prevent that from ever happening again? So you're absolutely right, that, that elected sheriff you, you have a something special, folks, when you have an elected sheriff, especially ones that care. You know, Sheriff, here in the state of Washington, not only did our Seattle government and our governor allow nine city blocks to be taken away, we're a sanctuary state, which in my opinion, our governor is in direct violation of the laws of this country because Congress passed certain laws, certain immigration laws, and, you know, if the governor doesn't like it, he should be petitioning Congress to change the law. To this date, they haven't done that. But there's a consequence to be a sanctuary county, sanctuary city, 
sanctuary state, and that is increased crime problems. And you see that on the border all the time. Give us an idea, I mean, fentanyl, they've seized more fentanyl this year at the border than at any other time, but they're catching fractions of that. Tell us what you're seeing down there. Yeah, Sheriff, first and foremost, I mean, it goes to uh, what you guys were dealing with up there in Washington and several other places across this country. What we're dealing with is the rule of law. And we have so many politicians and communities that want to undermine the rule of law by declaring yourself a sanctuary city or sanctuary state undermines the rule of law. Because what you're saying is, hey, this law doesn't matter. We're not going to hold you accountable for that, but we're going to hold you accountable for this over here. And that's no different than what we're dealing with on the border. This is our version of what you guys dealt with, where they had their sanctuary cities. We are dealing with a, a federal government that has turned a blind eye to uh, immigration law. And you hit it best. It is a law. It is on the books. They're not supposed to come to this country illegally. And if you don't like it, then you need to petition Congress and the Senate to change those laws. Until then, it is our duty and responsibility to protect the American people and uphold the law as it relates to immigration. Now, it shouldn't matter what party you are, whether you're Republican or Democrat, independent. If you care about human beings like so many of these people claim to, to do, then you should absolutely care about border security because the cartel is abusing these people's on a, rights on a daily basis. Uh, they they rape the women, they use the children as pawns and oftentimes abuse them. They extort the men, they force them to carry drugs. And then you take it off onto the, to, onto the American side. Now you're injecting our communities with who knows who, with carrying what no, who knows what diseases and what criminal backgrounds they have. And uh, I think the biggest point is the drugs issue. You know, the amount of drugs that are flowing into this country is staggering. And every American should be alarmed with what's going on. In 2018, we had zero M30 fentanyl pill seizures. They're those little blue pills, uh, fentanyl pills. In 2019, we had 677 pills. In 2020, we had over 200,000 M30 fentanyl pills. And this year, we're going to blow those numbers out the water. Arizona is going to probably double, if not uh, triple the numbers that we had last year uh, for fentanyl and drugs coming into this country. Here's what's what most Americans don't understand because they think this is an Arizona problem or a border problem or a Texas problem. Uh, this is an America problem. Those those drugs and those humans that are being trafficked in here are not designed to stay here in Arizona. They're designed to go throughout America and, and flood our communities across this country with those dangerous drugs like fentanyl. Uh, if you haven't seen them yet, Sheriff, up there in, in Washington State, you're gonna start really seeing a huge increase in the M30 blue, blue M30 fentanyl pills. Uh, and I, I'm concerned as a sheriff, and I know you are, and Americans should be concerned with what's happening and what's being allowed to happen right here on our southern border because of a government who uh, refuses to enforce immigration law, whose policies are failing the American people, and they are disastrous and created this crisis. You know, you're right, Sheriff, when you talk about what we're seeing already. We're a border county. We border Idaho. And Kootenai County and Spokane County are starting to see the effects of that fentanyl into our communities. We've had about 20 people between the two communities die from overdoses, and we're starting to see those pills and that fentanyl 
being sold by our gang members within the community. And people don't really understand that all this is, is criminal activity, but it's also a international conspiracy, if you will, in that China is one of the major suppliers of the fentanyl aspects, the, the, the products that uh, are used to make fentanyl. They send it to Mexico. They have the factories down in Mexico. They build the fentanyl. They ship it over our borders. And this is, in my opinion, a very nefarious act in that they're trying to exploit America's main problem. America has a major problem, and America's problem is, you know, when we talk about this drug issue, America has an addiction problem. It's always had an addiction problem. Until we deal with America's addiction problem, you're going to have a hard time dealing with any of these other aspects. But they are exploiting one of the weaknesses of the American people, and it's really starting to undermine our abilities to protect people. And you on the border, you see those effects. Talk about a little bit about the cartels. You mentioned some of the nefarious things that they, they do, especially to the people they're exploiting. I mean, you see pictures and very few media outlets are really talking about this, about the young, young children, I mean, five years old, that they're using to bring these things into our country and to exploit this nation in, in such a way, and how they basically recycle these kids time and time again doing this. Yeah, they know what our, our sentiments are. They know that we care about people and so that we're gonna take, uh, if you bring a child here and dump a child off, they know that as Americans, we're gonna stop our system. We're gonna stop the car to deal with that one child. And the cartel knows this. And so they flood us with unaccompanied minors. They could care less about children or human beings, not a care in the world. All they care about is the almighty dollar, which they charge about $5,000 to somebody trying to cross over into this country. Uh, I imagine they charge a lot more if they give you a child to pretend as if you're a family, only to dump that child once you get across the border here in America. Uh, they have zero regard for human life and children. And they steal the children, they buy the children, uh, they do whatever they can to get the children to continue to push their their nefarious and, and criminal activity, which includes human trafficking and drug trafficking. And they know exactly what they do, and they know exactly how to and how we do things. You know, you, you talked about that, that exploitation of the children. Are you seeing any of this covered in your media down there? Because I can tell you that that human trafficking aspect, it's almost like the media's gone media silent, if you will, on that issue. It used to be a hot topic, but you rarely hear the, the media talk about human trafficking anymore. And we know there is an extreme amount of uh, human trafficking coming over that southern border, but no one's talking about it. Uh, are you seeing it down there from, from your media? Because I know one thing about you, I've, I've done some research, done some reading about you. You are very active in trying to educate the American people about what is going on. I believe you even have a, a, an association of sheriffs that you're trying to put together and trying to build awareness within America. So what about the media? 
local for you and what you're seeing on the national level as far as them dropping the ball and not telling the American people the truth about this issue? Yeah, the media is terrible. I mean, whether it's your local media, national media, they've completely dropped the ball. Very few outlets are actually talking about the issues we're facing. And none of them really want to address some of the really difficult issues to talk about. You know, we've got this government talking about COVID and we've got us, they've got us focused on the border crisis, which we should be. What about the 424,000 children that went missing last year? Or the 421,000 that went missing the year before that? And the 414,000 children that went missing before that? I don't hear them ever talking about that. They don't talk about the, the predators on the street that are preying on our children. They don't talk about the women who are being trafficked into this country and who are being sold on a daily basis uh, to men and other people. I mean, this is something that should be uh, talked about in the media, and they're not. They love it when we talk about border or COVID or any of those things because we're not talking about some of those other uncomfortable issues. And so, look, that's what I want to see. They talk about going door to door to see if you have a COVID vaccine. I would never condone any door to door government operation. But if you were going to go door to door, how about start by looking for those 424,000 children that went missing last year? You know, that's why we've stood up. Sheriff, you mentioned it. Protect America Now is the organization that we put together. Sheriffs from across this country coming together to stand up for the rule of law to fight against bad policies like what we're seeing on the border and to protect the people's constitutional rights uh, and to uphold the constitution. That's what we were determined to do. And uh, hopefully your listeners will check it out at protectamericanow.com. We need the support of the people, one voice as the people and as sheriffs across this country. That's how we're gonna defeat a lot of this nonsense. I, I believe you're absolutely right. That something has to happen to wake the American people up. And, uh, you know, I do have a, a, a lot of hope in that area because you're starting to see that 80% of America waking up and going, wait a minute, how did we get extremes on both left and right uh, in control of this government? How did that happen to us? What is our way to make that this not happen any f further? And I'll tell you the secret, folks, extremes vote in primaries and if you want to take your government back you want to get people that truly care about America elected that people that truly care about you elected you need to vote in the primaries that's where everything is won and lost anymore vote in the primaries and you and vote for people that care about you you know way too often I, we focus on the letters behind somebody's name those letters, you know, George Washington, our first president, warned us, watch out for the party system because it will destroy America. It will divide us. And if you take a look around, I think you see that the man knew exactly what he was talking about. MS-13, everybody talks about MS-13, Sheriff. What do you see coming across the border in, uh, in your area and how much influence do you, you see that particular criminal organization, that gang, having um, and the effect they is having on your area and, uh, and the United States? You know, fortunately, we don't deal with MS-13. Uh, if there was one good thing about the cartels is it keeps MS-13 out of your communities. The cartel hates MS-13 and vice versa. 
Uh, so we just don't, we're cartel, cartel heavy here, Mexican mafia. Uh, and so you just don't see the MS-13 influence like you would see back on the East Coast or in a lot of other parts across this country. Uh, MS-13, from what I understand, talking to other sheriffs, very violent, very destructive to communities, uh, extremely gang oriented, unlike the cartels. So uh, these are things that, you know, uh, but this is precipitated by their failure to control the borders and by giving strength to groups like MS-13 on in parts of our country. Uh, I feel for those who are dealing with MS-13, um, but we're dealing with the cartel here. That's what we deal with. And, and they are violent. They are destroying our communities through drugs and human trafficking. And, uh, and that's the battle we face every day. As far as the, the gang issue that you're seeing in your, your community here locally, we've lost uh, six young men, 15 to 25 year olds in our community since September due to gang violence. And uh, it's centered around selling guns, selling fentanyls, selling drugs, selling of all things vape pens. What are you seeing down there as far as the drug, drug activity and the, the gang activity, the youth violence uh, in your area? Well, fortunately, we don't have a strong gang presence here in our, our county. We do have some. Um, we have a unit that I call Ghost, our gang and habitual offender strike team. And uh, they're pretty active and stay on top of these kids a, a lot. So if we start se seeing any violence or hearing anything, I mean, we're on them like stink on doo-doo. And this is something that you have to do to be able to combat the gangs. I spent most of my career as a gang and drug detective. And uh, you know, this sounds terrible, but if you don't have your proverbial boot in their throat, they're gonna run amok and they're gonna start creating problems. You know, we do have gang activity. I mean, it, it, any big city's gonna have gang activity. Um, and it's, you know, we do the best we can in law enforcement to try to curtail that or, or squash, squash it entirely. Uh, but these kids, man, every day there's more teenagers and they are all trying to make their way in this world and try to flex their muscle. And, and unfortunately, we have to deal with that as law enforcement officials, especially as it relates to gang members. In order for that to be so, uh, so successful for you, you have to have some kind of uh, community involvement. Uh, it, parents and, and community leaders have to be standing behind you in order to not have that gang influence popping up as heavily as we are. And that's one of the weaknesses we've had is, you know, we had a, a, a very, very late come to the table response. Um, and some, of the, some areas uh, of the community uh, have not, they refuse. They'd rather focus on the things that divide us rather than saving the kids. So I take it that you have a lot of your community leaders, as far as leaders within the, the, the communities, have your back on this effort. Yeah, you're exactly right, Sheriff. Where you struggle with gangs is because you have weak politicians or politicians who are uh, agenda-driven and they are trying to turn a blind eye to it, or they're trying to make excuses for the gang activity and the gang behavior. You look at places like Chicago right now, it's overrun with violent crime and gang members, and it starts with a with an absolutely terrible government. 
Um, we have seen it on full display. And then now the taxpayers are having to bail them out on a federal level, billions of dollars to go in there and fix the problem that bad politicians have created. And you, it goes back to what you were saying before, Sheriff. It's important that we as voters uh, make sure that we're voting in the right people. Local elections affect our daily lives. School boards, uh, county elections affect our daily lives far more than federal elections do. So it's important that you're involved in your, your local elections. Um, and you know, to answer your question, how do you fix it? Term limits. Uh, as long as we allow people to stay in Washington for as long as they are, they're going to be thirsty for power. And instead of trying to do the right thing to, to, to protect their communities, they're going to continue to do what they need to do to stay in power. Uh, and, and it's at the expense of the American people. So we've got to get these old coots out of there. Can't let them. I mean, people serving for 50 years in government is absolutely ridiculous. Power, power tends to be uh, um, an evil mix when it comes to elected officials. I don't know why they succumb to it. And even worse, they will do anything to maintain that power. And we saw that in 2020. We saw our cities burn in 2020. And quite frankly, that those actions were condoned by elected officials within those cities, within the states uh, those cities reside in, and even at the national level. The, the mayor of Seattle, when, when they lost control of nine city blocks, literally said, well, it, it, it's going to be a, a, a summer of love. Well, that summer of love turned very violent because the first thing those folks did was build a wall. Uh, it, everybody talks about, you know, we can't build a wall down on the southern border, but these people literally, the first thing they did was build a, a wall around the areas they took over. They put armed guards on those walls and then chaos reigned within those walls for two weeks before people started going, what have we done? I don't think people realize what we, th that effect had. It let a genie out of the bottle and that genie is killing a lot of kids right now because that youth violence, that gang violence, you can't have a summer of total violence and expect that you're not going to see a carryover into that because people think they can get away with it now. I really think that one thing I'd like you to address before we close up is this false narrative that law enforcement is the problem. The false narrative that law enforcement, you know, is the enemy. We do a lot of great work. We work with our communities. We try our best to keep people safe. But there's this narrative that we don't really need law enforcement. Uh, my question to those who say that now is, how's that working for you? Yeah, these are people that uh, hate America. And they have, by their own admissions, they want to reinvent America. And one of the things that has been the backbone to America, well, two things, the family unity and also the rule of law in this country. That is what's made us different from all these other countries across the world. There are other democracies, there are other countries that have constitutions, but the strength of our country has come from our rule of law and how we've done it. Is it perfect? No, but it is. it has been what's given us our strength for so long. And to be able to reinvent America, you need to undo that rule of law. You need to create chaos in communities, which is why they allow the border to continue to be what it is, which is why they've allowed Chicago to continue to go the route it has or other big cities across this country. 
because they want to be able to create chaos and swoop in and fix it and save the day. They want to do it by uh, by taking people like us, the sheriffs who protect our communities out of power, like what you saw in in, uh, in King County. So we have to stand tall. We have to uphold the rule of law and make no mistake about it. The media is complicit in this. But 80% of Americans still support Amer uh, the law enforcement people across this country. And I think even amongst African Americans, it's still over 70% believe that there is sufficient or not enough law enforcement in their communities. And so we need to understand this in law enforcement. Hopefully the American people understand that don't listen to the media, don't listen to the politicians who would tell you that we're not doing it right because we are. We're always working, and I know you, Sheriff, are probably like me, where you're always looking at ways that we can fix it and make it better and make our agencies uh, exactly what we want them to be. But to throw a blanket of reform over the entire country, over every agency in this country, is not fair either because there's a lot of us that are doing it well, and uh, we have good communication with our communities, and we protect our communities, we've reduced crime, we've done a lot of different things. And so I think that... Uh, this is a false narrative. They don't have any statistics to back it up. They're playing off of the off of emotion, and they are speaking for a very small percentage of the American people who really just don't like America and they want to see it change. Yeah, absolutely right when it comes to those those points because there was just a poll released by Harris Poll. Seventy five percent of Americans think we need more police. Right now, they that is the number one issue in our country at the political level and these politicians are starting to wake up to it going um, maybe we missed the boat on this well my goal and I've told every sheriff in the state of Washington this in May at our our chiefs and sheriffs conference it's time to identify all these politicians who pass these type of reform bills without even asking our input because I can tell you it's causing chaos in, in Washington right now let them know, let your citizens know, because Sheriff, you tend to be one of the more respected electeds in your areas. Let the people know, these politicians that did not support the rule of law, that did not support you, the community, in keeping your community safe, because I work for you folks. I work for the people. Every law enforcement officer out there understands we work for the people. These politicians, I don't know who they're working for anymore, it's, but it surely is not you. Sheriff, I really appreciate you coming on. I really appreciate the work you're doing down on the border. I really appreciate the fact you are trying to educate the American people about what is truly going on. Keep up the great work, and if there's any time you'd like to uh, you know, reach out to us, you have something more to say, we'll have you back on. We'll talk about those issues. And uh, thank you very much for all you do. Folks, this is Sheriff Hosnick. I appreciate it, Sheriff. Go ahead, Sheriff. I was just going to say one more thing. If you want to check out uh, American Sheriff Network, and that's at americansheriff.com, uh, they, they turned off our voice for law enforcement, and uh, we're giving it back. It's, 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 if you miss live PD and you miss cops, come check it out at americansheriff.com. Um, we're highlighting sheriffs from across the country and the good work that they do and, and giving a voice back to law enforcement. So thank you again, Sheriff, for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you for all you do. And if you ever make it down to Arizona, love to give you a tour of what we're seeing down here on the border area. I think I'm going to take you up on that one. And folks, he's right. They had to silence the voice. LIPD and cops, they showed you what was really going on out on the street.
And those on the left hated that. They couldn't stand the fact that people were actually seeing what was truly going on out on the streets. They had to silence those voices. Sheriff, thanks for bringing those back. Folks, this is Sheriff Ozzie Knizowicz with the Sheriff's Report. Have a great day. Thanks for watching. Ask the host a question, recommend a guest, or check out any of our other programs on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or SpokaneTalksMedia.com. Sponsored by River Ridge Hardware.